This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Welcome back. I am here with Dean Miller, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. And the question we have for you today is, do you always follow the instructions you're given to the letter when you are prescribed medication? Well, the truth of it is that half of people do not. And people, this is a big deal because there can be some very serious consequences. Now, uh, we're going to unpack the different reasons that people may not follow their medication. But if you have questions about this or about anything else pharmaceutical, give us a shout here. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. Dean, welcome. Thanks for dropping by. Hi, Libby. Hi. So, Half of people, that's, uh, that, I find that number almost shocking. It is shocking. And, and what's even more shocking is as, um, as you get older, it even gets worse. And, you know, people that, you know, are 70, 80, even 90 years old, you know, as you get older, the tendency is you take more medications. And the more medications you take, that, that adherence rate even gets worse. So it, it's a big, big problem. And, in fact, it's probably the biggest problem with medications. We've talked on the show about shortages and recalls and all that kind of stuff, but adherence is by far the the biggest problem uh, in any pharmacy. Okay. Now, what are the reasons that people don't listen? Well, a lot of it has to do, unfortunately, with economics. Uh, you know, um, some people think that, you know, I've got a prescription. It's a lot of money. Uh, even though their coverage might have covered it, it's still a lot of money. It's an unexpected expense, and I'm just going to sort of ration what I take, uh, which is probably the worst thing that you can do because, you know, all medications are sort of geared to work in a certain way, and if you don't hit certain blood levels and that sort of thing, what ends up happening is they just don't do anything at all. So it's it's even it's even worse. You even waste more money because you're just not taking it, it uh, correctly. So economics is is certainly one. But that that wouldn't affect older people because most medications, at least here in Ontario, are covered. They are, but surprisingly, it's still a factor. You know, all the studies that have uh, that have been done on adherence, and there's hundreds of them, still say that that uh, even with the economics of a, a good drug plan, that people still, uh, you know, ration medication. The other one is, is sort of your, I think the other prominent one is, uh, is mental state. And, uh, you know, we've talked about mental health illness and stuff on this program before, and, and that is also a big determinant uh, around adherence as well. So people with certain conditions, depression, anxiety, uh, you know, other more complicated uh, uh, mental health issues are also very, uh, uh, it's a big problem. Adherence is a big problem in that, in that group as well. So, Okay, uh, let's go to the phones. Let's take a call from Ida in Mississauga. Hello, Ida. Hi. 
Um, okay, I'll try and be very concise because I, was, I took too long last time. Um, last time um, we were talking about Valsartan. Valsartan, yes, yes Valsartan. that's yes. been recalled, okay. yes. yes. So I'm on, I was on two meds, high blood pressure meds. One was uh, amlopidine. Yep. And then my BP spiked a bit, so I was put on Valsartan. Then... All of a sudden, I'm going to say like two months ago, my BP dropped dramatically after a couple of years. I mean, it really dropped 100 over whatever. My doc said, okay, let's um, go on one half of amlopidine and stay on Valsartan. Well, I gave it a thought, and I thought, you know what? Amlopidine always worked so well, and as happenstance, I had gone to a dentist on, for two visits, visits, had them take my BP. I had gone off Valsartan. My BP was, like, perfect, like 120 over 123 or <laughs> whatever. Anyway, it was good, good, good. So I sent my doc an email saying... Um, I want to, um, I don't want to take half of them lopidine. I, I've gone off Valsartan. I will keep checking it, you know, via Shoppers Drug Mart or wherever. And, um, you know, sometimes you just have that gut feeling yourself. You know, yeah. you don't have to uh, necessarily, uh... Uh, I'm going to let Dean respond, Ida. You know, Ida, it's very interesting what you say, because usually with blood pressure medications, they kind of taper up and they taper down. So Mm -hmm. so often what happens is you take one and they usually start with a water pill. And what if that doesn't really bring it down enough, they add something and then they add a third. And even sometimes they can add a fourth. I'm I'm not a a young chick. (laughs) So I've been through kind of everything. Yeah, but but the other thing uh, is they also that's also the correct way to do it when you're bringing them down, right? So mm-hmm. you taper down as well, right? So it's a, yes. never a good idea to just eliminate all the medication right away. Well, uh, I, no, but well, I didn't do that. Uh, I hope you yeah. understand. Yeah, but yeah, you she he's you will you eliminated okay. one as opposed right. to tapering down is what he's trying to say. The amlopidine always worked historically or hysterically uh, for many years, and um, Valsartan was added, Yeah, and that's when then all of a sudden I started having problems, and I thought, well, I'm going to try this, you know, like I'm, like, I don't want to die. Okay, um, well, I'm going to let Dean respond, yeah, Ida. I, I mean, the thanks fact, for your call. The fact, Ida, that you're... you're uh, Blood pressure now sounds like it's in a good range is is, is great. And amlodipine, which I think you said you're still on, um, is a very one of the most common blood pressure medications in all of Canada. And and uh, you know sometimes there's other things, right? Maybe you lost a little bit of weight, or you become more active. And in those cases as well, you'll see your blood pressure drop as well. So, uh, so. but normally, if that happens, you should ask someone before well, going yeah, yeah. off. Or it's never a great idea to just start 
taking stuff away, especially if, if you go to see your doctor regularly and you, you're monitoring on your own. Because, I mean, that's another – that's a good message for everybody that almost every pharmacy that I know in the province of Ontario has a blood pressure machine in it. Some people kind of So that's think, a good thing, keeping on top of yeah, it. Yeah, and some people think, oh, you know what, it's some machine in a pharmacy. I don't know how well it works. But at least it gives you a, a range. It may not be exact, but it, it gives you sort of where a range of where you should be. Okay, let's hear from Karen in Bolton. Hi, Karen. Hi. My Hi, question is, uh, when all this recall came in, I got a little panicky because yeah. I was on a Tiva Valsartan. Right. Now, according to my doctor and according to the pharmacist, it was not on the list, although I heard something that it might be, so I requested a change in medication, right. which I've received now. And the medication I'm taking now is Tiva Candesartan. Right. Yep. Now, I want to ask you a question about that. Okay. Can you tell me, because nobody seemed to be able to tell me, where this particular drug is made? Ooh. Um, I don't know if I can answer the question Well, you know, I find either. that interesting that these things get farmed out to different cunt- com- countries. Yes. And, I mean, we don't follow them. And, I mean, what happened to the other medication that all of a sudden wasn't any good? Yeah, Karen, just I'll, I'll, I'll uh, maybe address your comment about uh, medications that are made all over the world, because you're right, they are. Um, and even though it has Health Canada approval, and that's very imp- that's a very important thing to know, is that all these medications have Health Canada approval. Oh, so, I phoned Health Canada too. I was on it. <laughs> yeah. So some of them are made in India. Some of them are made locally here in Canada. Some are made in the United States. Some are made you in know, China. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not, this yeah. this Valsartan that was yeah. recalled was made in China. Yes, was made it was. in China. So. Um, so the medication you're on now is a close relative of Valsartan. They're in the same family. Um, but you are right. It, it, they are made all across the world. Um, the difference is, is once they hit Canada's, Canada's soil, they have to meet certain standards. And the standards, they change throughout the world, right? So Health Canada is pretty strict. I mean, there's other places uh, around the world that if you see, hey, you know, it was manufactured or it originates in certain countries, I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole, quite truthfully, because the standards aren't, aren't, aren't there. Um, but, you know, what you did was actually quite smart, because Valsartan, I mean, uh, there was a big recall a few years ago around some birth control pills, and what started with one company led to a recall from a number of different companies. So if you're questioning it at all, the best way is just to take it back to the pharmacy. We know how to deal with recalls because well, we deal with it all the time. And most pharmacists should be able to suggest either another medication or, you know, another medication would require sometimes a dosing yes. change. So no. I'm not sure if your dose yes. well, on no, the... I, I feel I feel confident okay, in good. how I was dealt with. But, you know, I saw something online with regard to that Valsartan that in Europe or in, in, in Britain, it was being looked at in April of 2017 as... as being something to keep an eye on, which I, I thought was pretty interesting. And that's what really got me a little upset. And But but it, isn't it only certain batches that were recalled? Yeah, there were certain lots that seemed to be tainted. Mm. Um, yeah. And, you know, what they'll often do, though, when these recalls come up is that they'll not only take that lot, but they'll they'll look at them all, which is what they should do. Um, and I just got a little panicky because it's my yeah. life. I mean, I know Absolutely. maybe I'm a little oh, bit for crazy, sure. but it Karen, sounds like you were yeah. very proactive yeah. and found trying to find yeah. all the information. I mean, kudos to you. 
Yes. Well, for, I mean, I, I feel I feel not that my doctor wasn't on it, but I felt I wanted to be on it too. You know. You know what? The yeah. best patient is when you are on it and you're taking some responsibility for yeah. your own health. Karen, okay. thanks very thank, much thank for your you call. Thank you very much. Thanks, okay. Karen. Bye. Bye. Okay, uh, we've got to take a quick break. I'm going to give the numbers out again before we go to break. We've been talking about medication adherence, but we're also talking about this recall of Valsartan, which happened very recently. Was it less than two weeks ago, yeah, I think? less than two weeks ago. We were talking yep. about it last week. So if you have questions about that or anything else, Dean is here. He's answering your questions. The number's to call 416-360-0740. Toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty, and we'll be back after this break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Welcome back. I'm here with our trusted contributor. Dean Miller, we've been talking about medication adherence, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Of course, we will take any of your questions. And uh, it's interesting. So we're talking about the reasons that people may not adhere to their medications and It can be hard to remember which ones to take. Uh, Sometimes there are different doses, and you you get easily confused. Yeah, you're you're right, uh, Libby. Uh, I mean, what ends up happening? I mean, you know, as you get older, the number of average number of medications you take gets uh, higher and higher to the point when an eighty-year-old person usually is on anywhere from five to seven different medications. So that's that gets pretty complicated. So there's there's different devices, there's different tools, there's all kinds of new things out there. You know, Bluetooth uh, warnings and people using different technology that warns them it's time to take your medication. You know, Honestly, so there's if all I don't kinds count sometimes, things. I can take the pill and then two seconds later not remember. You can't remember, exactly. So it's, it's, a, it's a complicated problem, but there are solutions that, you know, almost any pharmacist out there can kind of help. Uh, so don't feel like you're going at it alone. Okay, uh, let's get to the phones. We've got John in Uxbridge. Hello, John. Oh, I was wondering about Herbistatin, if it's connected to that other Statin family. Um, so, so John, there's a whole bunch of different sartans out there. Um, so you have to, um, uh, the, the, as Libby said earlier on, there was a certain lot of Val Sartan that was, uh, that was, um, the one that was, um, uh, recalled. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's a very, very specific recall, but it's all, but on any of the sartans, the, the, the general, uh, the general rule of thumb is go back to your pharmacy, let them check it out, make sure it's not impacted. Because a lot of labeling, you know, there's different manufacturers of almost all of those certain drugs. So you have to just, you have to be cautious about what it, you know. Okay, so the best, uh, go back to the drug effect. Yeah, just, just for a quick, just for a quick check. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Okay, let's go to Mary in Oakville. Hi, Mary. Uh, hi, uh, I have a question about warfarin, uh, blood thinner. Sure. Uh, my GP, he said, uh, I can stop taking it now. I've been taking it for two years. Okay. So how do I do that? Like stop cold turkey or gradually? 
well, warfarin's actually, um, it's one of those medications you probably spent a lot of time at the start when you first started taking it, getting the, uh, getting the dose right. But your doctor is telling you now that, that your, they, they measure something called INR, and it's the time to clot is basically what that is. So if, if your doctor believes you're in a good spot, this is what this is one of those exceptions where you could actually just stop it and you don't have to taper it off or anything like that. So warfarin's a little bit different just by the way it acts. Uh, very important drug for sure, but uh, but you can actually just uh, uh, stop taking that one. You don't have to taper it off or anything. So. Uh-huh. Just uh, cold turkey. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. And, uh, you know, like I said, your doctor still may monitor what's called your, like I said, your INR for each visit you go to. But, um, you know, it's uh, you're in a safe zone there, so. Yeah, okay, so, uh, um, like... There's no consequences, right? No, no, no. You're, uh, like the, like I said, it controls the way you clot your blood. So they've obviously looked at your file and said, you know what, your clotting mechanism is right where it should be, so you don't need to take the medication anymore, so you can actually just stop it. Mary, thanks for your call. Thank you. Okay, Bye-bye. let's go to Sylvia in Brampton. Hi, Sylvia. Hello. Go I ahead. Question. I am a little confused. Um, I heard on the radio last week about this recall of um, Valsartan. Right. My husband is on Valsartan. I am on Almisartan. Okay. And I called the pharmacies and asked about this recall. And I was told that the one I'm on, the Almisartan, was was. Okay. Yeah. No, the Valsartan was okay for my husband, but my Almisartan was on the recall. I went to my doctor and um, said, well, I need to change my medication. And he said, no, the one you're on is okay, but the one your husband is on is not okay. He's on the recall. No, I'm confused. Now, which one is which? Yeah, so the Valsartan is the one that's the recall. So your your doctor's right. The, the 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 medication that your husband is on is the one that is involved with the recall. You're on a totally you're in the you're on a drug that's in the same family. Yeah. But it's not the same drug. So you're in a you're okay. But, I'm okay. But your husband's you know that that's the one. Now it is specific lot numbers, but mm-hmm. it's great to check, right? So mm-hmm. I would I would if it sounds like you've already gone to your pharmacist, but but uh, definitely you want to check out your husband's to make sure it's not on that list because it's a it's what we call a a type one recall, which is a pretty a uh, serious type of uh, recall in Canada where you actually, uh, you know, there is some uh, uh, risk of harm. So it, yeah. it's, it's incredibly important to actually make sure you take that medication back to the pharmacy did, and just did, check. Did you ask your doctor in general if it was Valsartan or the, did you have the specific lot number of your husband's drugs? No, this was in general. I didn't know oh, about the lot okay. number. Yeah. Okay, so yep. I think you can check that with your pharmacist. Yeah, absolutely. Go back um, and, uh, and and get it checked and we can you know check which lot number it is and all that sort of thing. So so take it back to the pharmacy you got it filled at. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if that's not available, take it back to any pharmacy and, and at least that pharmacist should be able to kind of check out what, what exactly uh, you, uh, the lot number was and stuff. So, okay. Yeah. So the Almisartan, you say, is not the one on the recall. No, that one, you're, you're, you're fine with that one. That, that hasn't been impacted by this recall at all. Okay. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. You're very you're welcome. welcome. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. 
Hal in Kitchener. Hello, Hal. Yeah, hi, guys. I was just going to uh, suggest uh, a, a situation that I've had. Uh, over the years, I've used many meds. And to keep track of them in a simple fashion is make a little chart and check it off as you take it. And then you know that you did take it. You're not going to double up. You're not going to take another one. You're not going to forget. It's right here on, in front of you on your chart. Yeah. And it's very simple to draw one out on a sheet of paper or a pad. Yeah. Hal, you're, you're right. Uh, a lot of people do it. And a lot of pharmacies will do that for you as well, oh, right? So I wasn't so, aware of that. Yeah. So there's I've a... always wanted to keep track of my own situation anyway. That's right. why I'm off all meds now, because I don't need them. Yeah. And some doctors still say that you do for this reason or that reason. But at 83 years old, I don't need those things anymore. And they can do more harm than good. Yeah. Some of them. You're right, uh, Hal. I mean, there's uh, there's very, very complicated uh, um, uh, different medications to take. And, and sometimes, and I've seen them you know, on the Internet, there's, there's calendars that you can kind of print off that, you know, we'll have different medications on there. And you just sort of check oh. them off. I find that's pretty effective too. Well, I'm not an internet person, but my daughter is. She tells me that the male Clinic and this and that agrees yeah. with most of my thinking. <laughs> yeah, oh. no, I mean the fact that you take responsibility and you chart it yourself and all that—that's a very good thing because. Well, I take my blood pressure three or four times a day. Wow, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. But that's a that's a great way to monitor it, and and as I said, get your daughter to to go onto the internet. There's some really interesting, like it's just like a it just looks like a, a monthly calendar, and you just kind of add it to that. So, okay, we've got Dave in Hamilton. Hi, Dave. Hi, Libby. Hi, Dean. Hi, Dave. Yeah, quick comment and uh, question, please. The comment being that. A lot of people who will stock up on medication and they don't check the expiry dates. And it is a fact that the binders and fillers in a lot of the medications will, are the toxic. Uh, they're the bad guys with taking expired medications. And the other thing, um, Dean, what do you think? I know Dr. Goldman was on Libby's show. He advocates all drugs to be legal. And of course, I, to be know, decriminalized, which is different than legal. I'm sorry. Decriminalized is yeah. different than legal. Uh, but I'm anyway, sorry, yes, yeah, that's a better way of yeah. expressing it, obviously. And the opioids and so on. I just wonder, Dean, what do you think of that yourself? Well, you, you know, any addictions like that um, are. I, I mean, I certainly don't agree from a trafficking drugs and drug dry, diversion perspective. I mean that. To me, uh, but that's my personal opinion. But certainly, um, ha- when when somebody has opioids or is stealing opioids, I mean that means that they've you know they've got probably an addictions problem, and that is a medical condition, right? It's mm-hmm. it's like being an alcoholic or anything, right? So in that in that case, I sort of uh, agree with him. I didn't hear the show myself, but um, I, I agree with that perspective because I don't think we do enough. Um, for people that do have problems with opioids in this country, and and you know we've talked about that a lot. Yes, and, we have, and it's uh, it's a big big problem. And I just don't think that the medical profession, the pharmacy profession, the government is really doing enough uh, to deal with it. And it's unfortunately it's getting worse, not better. Yeah, yeah, and me- medical issues with uh, all all kinds of situations too, which hopefully will be beefed up, so to speak, and more people will get help. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's a, I mean, the, the, that's what I asked Dr. Goldman. And yeah. Dave, thanks very much for your call. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Take care. Thank Bye-bye. you, Dave. I asked him, okay, so uh, they're saying in Portugal people went to get treatment because after they were cancelled and it was decriminalized, but here there's an issue getting treatment. There's not enough treatment around for people to get. They have to wait a long time, so, you know, I don't know how effective that would be unless they beef up the treatment. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, where there's... You know, they, the opioid addiction is a is a is a dangerous, dangerous thing, and and you know, just even the 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 methods. I mean, there's many people that seek treatment. There's many people that get treatment, um, but it's not uh, enough. I think so. Okay, Dean Miller, thank you so much. That is all the time we have for fight back for today. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.